0: Are you from the state of Michigan or have you heard of the state of Michigan? Here at Michigan Other Mayhem, two non-professional researchers will intrigue you with interesting stories about Michigan, murder mysteries, odd facts, and other mayhem from around the world. Two sisters-in-law will keep you sisters-in-law. Yeah, anyway, we'll keep you guessing about what our next subject will be as we discuss true crime, paranormal, historical, and scientific to- topics. Our weekly podcast will keep you entertained and possibly titillated hello what up yo hey okay so what have you got today
1: i have one woman murdered and one woman injured in charlotte charlevoix, a charlevoix. County?
0: oh i should say that this is allie and who are you are you just a stranger lady that i called
1: yeah i'm jen
0: <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so i want to do i want to do mine about weird stuff in the united states it's something i've done before and we've you know as a country we have enough shit to talk about again right yeah we've done some things and then one of them i have is i don't even think it is the united states i just thought it was kind of cool a little end one
1: all right you want to go first
0: um uh, no you go first murder i want to hear you
1: right. on March 16th of this year, police were called to a home because someone had heard multiple gunshots. Wow. The police found the husband, age 82, with a gunshot to his hand. His wife, age 77, was found with a gunshot to her hand and hip. And the daughter was found in the home, deceased by a gunshot yep the eighty two year old actually has early stages of dementia, and okay. he was upset because he was told that he wouldn't be able to drive anymore and they took his car away.
0: Oh shit,
1: and this is what came of it. He's actually currently being held uh for open murder.
0: Oh my God, so did he kill his wife and his daughter or just his daughter?
1: No, his daughter was the only deceased. His, his wife was lived.
0: Yeah, she just got shot in the hand, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh! See, my dad is bedridden, and I remember, you know, as he was slowly losing his functions. When they told him he couldn't drive anymore, it is like a knife to the heart, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can imagine. I mean, look at us now. We're stuck in a home. I, I know. thought it
0: was. <laughs> I thought it was sad. Like,
1: wow, you're going to be. You're going on trial, and you you have dementia. It's not like you know he. True. on purpose.
0: Yeah. That well, I, thought
1: a, it I thought it was sad.
0: It is sad. That is a sad one. I can tell you things that are less sad. All right, go for it. Okay, this one I got from Atlas Obscura. And what happened is in December of 2016, Michigan State University, they had this issue with freezing temperatures, and it ended up compromising 500 containers of mayonnaise and the 1250 gallons of mayo that was meant to be used in the student dining hall it went bad okay so the students were complaining about the mayonnaise and the local food banks were like N- no we don't we don't need that mayonnaise so they decided to use their creativity and they hatched a plan and they fed the mayonnaise to an anaerobic digester and an anaerobic digester so in an anaerobic digester, that's hard to say, microorganisms eat biodegradable waste and then they produce this biogas and then the biogas is combusted into heat and electricity and the microorganisms love sugar and fat. So the mayonnaise was like a giant hit and it took <laughs> 12 volunteers hours to pour 500 buckets of rancid mayonnaise into the dumpster that feeds the digester that then produces energy. Wow!
1: Oh. yeah. That's pretty cool, though.
0: Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, it's like next-level composting.
1: Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know, that's what you got to strive for right there.
0: That's right. Yeah, it probably makes my daughter happy. <laughs> <laughs> so in Panna, Illinois, uh, there's a house that had become a cockroach nest, okay? So bug bombs and pe- pesticides were used throughout the house to, like, no avail. They were German cockroaches in the house, and they were actually starting to spread through the neighborhood, Okay. That's how intense this thing was. And it was starting to cause complaints in the community. So authorities decided that they'd like need to go to that next step. And do you know what the next step is? Hmm. Burn that bitch down. Burn that mother down. Okay. So first they created um, this ring of fire around the house and they used a trench with burning twigs and branches because cockroaches can't fly. Right. So this could contain them as they tried to flee the heat. And then the firefighters started a controlled burn of the home and they also sprayed like the neighbor's homes with water, trying to keep them safe and everything. And when the fire went out, the firefighters did sift through the rubble and they didn't find any live cockroaches and the neighbors haven't had any more issues. So they feel like it's resolved, but they had to burn that house down. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I got that from boredom therapy. So there's another one that I got here. Uh, Oh, I didn't write down where I got it from. Oh, well. So. In Stark County, Ohio, it's your Ohio peoples,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a 36 year old woman repeatedly and belligerently dialed 911 for emergency services. And what was her complaint? I hope you didn't do this one already. Is her parents had cut off her cell phone services? Did we already Mm-mm. talk about this one? Oh, no, okay. I don't think so. Okay, so when they explained to her that 911 was an emergency contact number that was meant to be used for like legitimate police matters, Solani Ketrapal insisted that a lack of working cell phone was a police issue. And she demanded that the police come to her house. So they did. And they arrested her <laughs> for disruption of public services, which is a fourth degree felony. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, but it like, I don't know if it's the same in Ohio. I think, I don't know if it's like countrywide or if it's just Michigan, but if you have a felony, you can't vote. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this one I got from Live. So in October of 2019, on a farm in Merrill, Michigan, something from outer space landed. Okay. Nancy and her husband, Don Welke, heard a loud noise outside their house just as they're getting ready to care for their horses. And they look out the window and they see something odd outside. It had like four legs and it was attached to an aluminum foil wrapped box and it had solar panels and cameras and it had a Samsung cell phone. And on the writing, it said, on the side, it said, space
1: selfie.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, right? The space um, selfie fell in Michigan. The object was part to be a promotion from Samsung that was supposed to allow users to upload their photo, and a snapshot of Earth would be added to it, and it was launched the day before in Iowa. So, wow. Uh, yeah, went up <laughs> into space via <laughs> Iowa and came back down in Michigan. All so, right. Yes. Yeah, so the Thrillers had this list of the worst winters in the U.S. did a state countdown, right? So he went through, and it's just like an, you know, it's just a funny little list. He went to his friends and his colleagues and they asked, you know, asked them all about what's the worst winter. And they used different factors that included like weather patterns, average temperature of the season. And then one of the things I thought was funny was success rates of their winter sports teams and which state government keeps the roads safe. So just from those criteria, just know that we're at the bottom. Oh Hi, Apollo. All right. <laughs> that's okay. He obviously had somebody he needed to tell what was up, OK? I know, right? So number 50 was Hawaii you had the um, average temperature of 81 degrees, so that's they have the best winter. Like 47 was Colorado. Um, it's the first cold place on the list because it goes like Hawaii, Arizona, California. But they say like basically, Colorado's a winter wonderland. And like 44 is Louisiana. It's warm. They have Mardi Gras. 35 is Utah. It's near Colorado. It has the same, you know, available winter sports. I was like, why so low? Right. Get all the way down. Guess what number Michigan is? With Seven. One, one is the worst. We're two. And the way the <laughs> person wrote about Michigan, they have to be here. Because you can't pull up that type of misery unless you've actually lived it. They were talking about it's dreary, it's cloudy, it's gray, it's dark all the time. We have shitty sports teams. And I was like, "Wow." And all right. Like really? Passion, just yeah. That's like a, the passion of someone who has suffered. You know? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow. You must be from here." Number 1 was Minnesota and they're like they get you know up to 17 inches of snow. So Oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So I have this one. This was suggested by Scott. I don't know if you remember it. But Little Jenny the Elephant. Do you remember? Oh, that? yep, yep. I yep. remember that one. So I got this from Wikipedia and Freep, the Freepress.com. So Summit Place Mall opened in 1962 in Pontiac, Michigan. And it was originally called Pontiac Mall. And it was Michigan's first enclosed shopping mall. In July of 1972, a carnival set up in the, this large park, the parking lot in the mall. And the star of the circus was this matriarch elephant named Jenny. And Jenny was like 60 years old at the time. And she was called Little Jenny. And Little Jenny had worked on a movie in 1954 called Elephant Walk. She was like the star. (laughs) So a few days before coming to Pontiac, Little Jenny had stopped eating. So she already wasn't feeling good. And then she passed away while her circus was at the mall in Pontiac. And her trainer had taken care of her for 14 years. And he was devastated. And Jenny's body, literally she dies and her body is too big to move. And they decided to use a backhoe to dig up the ground by her and they created a nine foot deep hole. And then they asked Babe, which is another female elephant to push Jenny's body into the hole. Oh, that's
1: sad.
0: It was the saddest thing the, and if you look at the picture it like the owner or the trainer is like devastated. It is so sad and so depending on the elephant, they can weigh between 6,000 and 13,000 pounds. And you remember the whale that got blown up? Yep. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So they <laughs> just dug a hole literally right where she had fallen, and then they put her body in with, using the help of another elephant. So the circus management had wanted to take away her body, but there's literally no machinery in the area that could pick her up. So it was like literally, it was so somber that all the onlookers were just sobbing at Jenny's gravesite.
1: I can imagine.
0: Yeah. And there's rumors that Little Jenny's burial site was then made part of the parking lot. And there are other people that believe that she was buried in an area by a nearby um, billboard that is still grassy. And in 1989, an elephant uh, researcher offered to dig up her bones and then display them at the mall. But nobody took them up on the offer. And Summit Mall closed their corridors in 2009. And then their outlier anchor stores um, last closed their doors in 2014. Mall oh closed yeah america's first enclosed mall is now closed <laughs> and the last That's one i have is i don't even think it's the united states because looking at the pictures i'd say this guy is in a european country somewhere
1: mm-hmm. but
0: there's an, a youtuber named matthew stern and he was known for his photography so somebody reached out to matthew letting him know that they had found a possible time capsule in his family's house and the box dates to about the year 1900 and it has two glass plate negatives inside it. And one of the negatives was a picture of a cat. And the other one was uh, two cats and a dog. And I was just like, people have been taking pictures of their pets for like 120 years. Wow. <laughs> yes. Because if you look at my phone, it is mostly like my pets and then my daughter. And that's I, my, my pets live with me. You know, my daughter's 18. <laughs> yeah, my
1: mine's full of, you know, my pet and like my dinner
0: yeah right (laughs) i
1: I know i'm always taking pictures of the food i'm eating
0: (laughs) for real so that's all i've got
1: that's really cool
0: yeah i thought those were cool ones i actually for the um next one i have weird laws that are in place it's a lot of michigan weird shit too but there's as the united states we've got some weird laws like shit must have gone down at some point there was a (laughs) We need to make a law about this. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) All right. So I'll talk to you later, Jen. All right. Happy stay inside.
1: Right. Right.
0: (laughs) Bye. Contact us at anchor or Michigan and other mayhem at gmail.com or on Facebook to join the conversation, listen to the podcast or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Bye-bye now.